You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. How would you like to pack around a large cancerous tumor in your stomach that was so large your internal organs were not visible on some diagnostic tests? That was the situation facing 60-year-old Denise Jean early last year. And here to tell her story is her daughter, Lorraine Jean, who joins us in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. Lorraine, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. How was your mother's health prior to discovering this huge tumor in her stomach? My mom is extremely fit and active at the time. Um, She was playing sports, curling, and pickleball five days a week. And she had no clue that this tumor was growing inside her body. She did have a sarcoma in her leg in about eight years prior, and they just, you know, removed it, but no surgery or or sorry, no radiation or chemo at that time. So... It, it was quite a shock to, to be told that you have a, a tumor the size of a football growing inside of you. Was your mother's stomach distended at all? No, it was hard as a rock. She just thought she had abs of steel from being so fit. Oh, and she, bless her. <laughs> she teased her sister Claire, you know, about how hard her her stomach was. But did, did she ever complain of discomfort in her stomach? Nothing. Never. She never felt it grow. She never had pain. She didn't didn't have, like, bathroom issues or anything at all, eh? No. And in that picture, her kidney is inside that mass as well. Oh, really? Yeah, you you sent uh, Corey a picture of of, uh, the the tumor they removed. Maybe we'll put that picture up when we put this up. Yeah, because it is like the size of a basketball. We think it looks like a delicious roast. and um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't make supper tonight. <laughs> it's, uh, I was quite shocked that it didn't look like a radiated piece of meat. You know, it looks so healthy and vibrant. After 28 treatments, you would think it would look a little brown or something. Yeah, well, take us back to that. So how did your mom first discover that something was amiss then if she's not having symptoms? She was uh, teaching curling, and she slipped and fell on a rock and and injured her ribs. So, you know, she wanted to be sure that she didn't have broken ribs, and so she started with with x-rays. And from there, it led to more tests. At one time, they thought she had lesions on her liver, but they really just couldn't see her inside. This tumor was, was pushing all of her organs to where they shouldn't be. I'm surprised when uh, you you say that, that she didn't have some sort of um, physical issues. Give, Zero. Yeah, yeah, g- yeah g- given the size of the tumor and her, I mean, it was obviously squishing her organs, but, uh, you know, here's a 68-year-old woman with abs of steel. Yeah, and my mom 
you know, she's a nervous kind of person a little bit. And so when she was diagnosed, she stopped eating and, and she just couldn't keep down any food. And she, she just was throwing up continuously from her nerves. Is your mom a bigger woman? Not at all. No, I, no, one under 130 oh. of her diagnosis. With the removal of this tumor, uh, she must have lost a good 10 pounds. 15. Oh, for sure. Yes, my my mom is, is super slim as she's still fighting to regain her appetite a year later. Now, she falls and uh, she injures her ribs. She's taken to the hospital. Uh, doctors are having trouble diagnosing, uh, finding that because of the, the tumor inside her. And they discover that she has a tumor, and they give her radiation. And she underwent radiation for how long? She did 28 treatments of radiation over about a six-week period with the delay of her having the stroke in the middle. And she had a stroke in the middle. Were there any symptoms, physical symptoms, of the stroke after she had it? Well, thank God we caught her in time. I found her about five minutes into having broke. So we were very lucky that, you know, she didn't lay in bed for hours and hours having this stroke. Um, she was paralyzed, but within 20 minutes of getting to the hospital, they injected her and she was okay. Was this stroke a result of the radiation? Did they ever say whether that might be the case? We feel like we we feel like it was, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. They did take her off her blood thinners, and I guess they shouldn't have done that. Was your mother on any other medications while she was taking radiation? We were doing the Phoenix Tears. Did, did you tell the doctors you were doing that? Yes, we, we did let the oncologist know, and she approved us to continue. Well, that's surprising, actually. Mm-hmm. You're one of the few people that we've talked to whose oncologist um, was supportive. Mom, mom was diagnosed in early March, and, and I moved home on March 28th, and we started her Phoenix Tears program that same night. And when you started the Phoenix Tears program, the cannabis oil, was your mother receptive to it? I had messaged them a few weeks prior and said, look, this is what you're going to do. Okay. My my parents are are old school farmers, and they are very judgmental about cannabis. And I was very shocked when I showed up at their home with my syringes. And I thought it would take two, three days, you know, to talk about it. And, And nope, my dad was adamant. And he said, we're starting tonight. Now, did you ever, did you, prior to this, did you send them some information on cannabis oil, et cetera? Or? Yes, one itty bitty article, and I honestly didn't know much about it myself, but I just knew that we had to get started. How did you know about it yourself? I guess it's, it is common knowledge that cannabis can cure cancer. So you had heard of it maybe via the grapevine or something? Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, it's common, so, it's common knowledge among lay people, but in the medical community, it's not. <laughs> crazy. It's going to take them several generations to cut on to this. So your mother, st- how much did you give your mother to start with? 
Um, we dispensed what we thought was, you know, a rice grain drop size. And she took it and went to bed. She started keeping a diary. She was shocked at how she was sleeping. That was the biggest the biggest thing she noticed from day one, day two, day three, how she was sleeping through the night. Because prior, her mind was racing, stress, worry. You know, she just wasn't getting a restful sleep. So the cannabis oil was giving her a restful sleep, and she was sleeping more and more each night. Do I have that correct? Yes, yeah. And and every morning she'd wake up, and she was just astonished how she had such an amazing, amazing sleep. So Dad and I were just happy because she was resting. And how was her appetite? She lost her appetite completely, yeah. Um. I think from worry and from being a kind of having a nervous disorder, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, did, was she doing oil in the daytime as well, Lorraine? No, never in the daytime. No. And she never felt, you know, hungover. She never felt groggy in the morning. And she never took more than a rice grain drop for, for two months before her surgery. It sounds like your mom really needed the rest, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, because when your mind is going all night, you know, sleep is so important. But at the time, three weeks after she started taking her one little drop, she started telling us that she felt the tumor shrink and move. Her doctor, you know, said, lady, you're crazy. That that just can't be. And she's like, no, I, I feel the tumor changing. So she was on for how long did you say, Lorraine? A couple of months before the operation? Yes. And then she has the operation. Tell us about that. Oh, scariest day of our lives, I swear. She was in surgery for eight hours and in intensive care for about nine days. She had many complications as well, and they wouldn't let us, you know, keep her. They didn't want us to keep her on any cannabis products after her surgery so we so we did listen to the doctors we did not you know give her any after surgery um she was in the hospital for 35 until we were released and when i say we it's because i was there you know full time and um we got her home and she was so weak you know and we just my dad and i we rehabilitated her we worked we worked her like a drill sergeant you know we just forced her to be active which was extremely hard but she did it you know she one day she'd walk around the house once Mm -hmm. you know the next day twice and she would just keep keep at it she was very strong and her will to live was great. What did the doctors say about the tumor when they removed it? <laughs> Holy fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> did they really? <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't believe it themselves. When, when you're holding it and seeing it, it, it's a whole, it's just a shock. Did uh, they show you the tumor or just show you a picture of the tumor? We wanted to see it. That's my dad's. <laughs> but no, they just, they were kind enough to take a picture. We had asked them. 
The doctors were shocked at it. What was your dad's response to it? Honestly, we were all shocked. You know, they said it was big. Yeah, we get it. But when you see it, it's just shocking. Now, had your mom imagined that the tumor was shrinking or had it actually shrank? They told us it shrunk one and a half liters. The oncologist said, Denise, we're going to give you radiation, but it will not shrink the tumor. It is to kill the surrounding area so we can operate. So when they told us, hey, your tumor has shrunk, I was in the room and I said, oh, doctor, well, I guess you know that it's the cannabis that shrunk it. And she gave me a look and I felt like she acknowledged and agreed that it was the cannabis. Well, that must have felt good just to get that acknowledgement. Yes, definitely. And while um, after my mom's tumor in her in her abdomen was diagnosed, she started feeling a lump on her leg, um, on her thigh. As she was losing so much weight, she felt this lump. It was maybe the size of an egg when she felt first felt it. Two months later, when she had her surgery, it was the size of a large orange. So they cut it out at the same time. It was two different doctors working on my mom. And she had a sarcoma removed in her leg prior, but she didn't, and they, they didn't do any, any uh, radiation or chemo with that one. Boy, that's quite the operation for a 68-year-old uh, woman. Eight hours of surgery, nine days in intensive care. And how was your dad's attitude throughout all this? I was so moved, you know. I really, I really was shocked or surprised at the, the level of love. You know, they've been married at the time 51 years. And I just didn't know that my dad, you know, loved my mom so much. So my dad would come to Edmonton and he'd spend two, three days with us at the hospital. And then he'd go home for two, three days of rest himself because it it was exhausting. I'd spend 12, 14 hours a day with my mom at the hospital and then be back at 6.30 a.m. the next morning for when she opened her eyes. Did you, did you put her back on oil? Once we got home, we did put her back on oil. And it's only in the last month or so that she's not taking it anymore. Why is she not taking it anymore? She just was feeling sort of hungover and really lazy in the morning. She had no get up and go. So so I said, Mom, maybe, maybe because that, that tumor is gone, that you don't need it anymore. I, I, I'm not sure, but she's she's sleeping well. She is back to her gardening, cutting the lawn, playing her sports, and she feels great. Lorraine, I have to caution you loudly that if she yes. doesn't stay on the oil, the chances of that returning are really high. She needs to be doing at least just a maintenance dose. It doesn't even have to be something really large so that she's feeling hungover. But really, really important for her to um, stay on the oil. Okay, we w- I will definitely talk to them about that for sure. Yeah, if you were giving her a, a size of a grain of rice, uh, then 
Corey, what about cutting that oh, in half? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Even just cutting it in half, just so you keep that in her system. Okay, or yeah, and or sometimes say a smear, like just just get some in you. Yeah, right? you know, Lorraine, I've seen time and time again where people uh, get the all queer, all queer, all clear, and stop the oil, and the cancer comes back. I've seen it time and time again. Okay, thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. And there's always the option of suppositories as well. Yeah, uh, Lorraine, have you considered um, having that conversation with your mom? I sure will. Yeah, because you, you, you understand that if she does it via suppository, she will not get high. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, I know uh, from personal experience that taking too much oil can uh, make you very tired. And <laughs> that's when you don't listen to your friend who says, just take a little. Yeah, Actually, your mom took more than I did, and uh, she's a trooper. That's great. Now, did your dad at all give any consideration to him taking cannabis oil? Well, my dad was having a lot of uh, trouble sleeping, and I put him on on a THC, like a jelly square, it was a, a square of 80 milligrams of THC, and he was dividing it into four, so eating 20 milligrams of THC before bed. And he swears by it. He is still doing his little 20 milligrams before bed. He cannot sleep without it. Awesome. And, and so he doesn't get high on that 20 milligrams. It just probably makes him a little sleepy. Yeah, he he doesn't feel he doesn't feel high from it, and um, I have to, I have to tell a story though. When my dad my we had company over for lunch, and we were showing them the Phoenix Tears, and my dad dispensed a little bit on a cracker to to demonstrate what we were doing for mom, and he was kind of showing off and feeling all cocky, and he ate the cracker at like. 12.30 in the afternoon. Good for him. <laughs> I really wish I would have filmed my dad. I think I would have had a million hits because I've never seen anybody in my entire life laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was uncontrollably laughing for four hours. <laughs> Good, for so Good for him. him. That's why I didn't make a video. So we saw what it does to somebody in the daytime without a massive tumor like he was really really wasted <laughs> <laughs> did you ever think you'd see your uh, your dad stoned no my god no. <laughs> no and and so my parents live in a small town and they are totally promoting the healthy healing powers of this plant i that's, love it I that's great I had a phone call this morning from a, from a lady that I don't know, and she's like, I hear you can help me sleep. She doesn't have cancer or anything, but I'm going to help her sleep. Well, your dad can become the sleep doctor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very good to hear that people of that generation are happy to promote the healing benefits of cannabis because they have seen it firsthand with uh, i mean your dad has seen it with uh, with his wife and you've seen it with your parents and um one of the things that we try and do here is tell have people tell their stories 
so others can realize the benefits of cannabis. And I think uh, this story is a perfect example of that. And I bet your mom and dad really had a negative attitude toward cannabis prior to this event happening, correct? My parents were very judgmental about cannabis, for sure. Very, very small-town farmer mentality. Um, I've been smoking cannabis, you know, since high school, but I've always hid it from my parents. I'm 48 years old, and it's only since my mom was diagnosed that we openly talk about cannabis. Did you tell her that you're a smoker? I still have it. (laughs) But the other day, I was home for Mother's Day, and I opened my purse, and I have uh, a THC spray so I'm showing them that, and I I have a preloaded vape pen, and I'm I'm sure I was basically giving them a demo of just these little things I had in my purse, and um, my mom was like, "What? You know, you're going to get high from that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, mom, I will. Um, it's not a big deal." But we've never really openly discussed that I've been smoking for many many years. Now, are you going to confess someday? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Still your parents, right? (laughs) Yeah, I probably I would I would love to to be open and honest with them about about my use. But I have not yet. Well, it's too bad you didn't take the video of your dad, because you can then show him what he did. And you can just say, listen, I've never gotten that bad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So your mom today is in good good shape. She's recovering nicely. Yep, she is doing amazingly well. You know, f- active in, in everything again, uh, maintaining her home and yard. I lived with them for six months last year through this ordeal. It was it was frightening. I've I've never bathed my mom. You know, I I, I took care of her. Um, I was Nurse Lorraine, and my dad was Doctor Arell. And she'll tell everybody that she couldn't have done it without without us and without the cannabis. Has this made you closer to your parents? 100%. And it's, I was always really close to my mom, but I'm way closer to my dad. Yeah, I, uh, men don't show their emotions very well. They, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're trained to keep them inside. But uh, I think when you're... Correct me if I'm wrong, but when your dad saw that he may lose the love of his life, he started to open up a bit more, right? Definitely. We, I saw a side of him that I had never seen, and uh, he showed such care and compassion. Um, he was kind of a bully, you know, when, when she came out of surgery, because, like, physio will look at you for five minutes in a whole day. And we would spend, you know, all day working with mom. She would have never come out of a hospital as fa- you know, after 35 days if it wouldn't have been for our help. We, we so strongly believe that. Were you fearful that she wouldn't survive the surgery? I never lost faith that she would make it. But, of course, we were all scared shitless. Yeah, I I always knew she would pull through, but coming out of that surgery, she had 48 staples, 
you know, her incision is massive. Um, she never complained either. That that was just so amazing. And and after the surgery, she never had pain. Like even one week after surgery, like her incision, she never had abdominal pain at all. She never had painkillers. That's really something. Yeah, that's remarkable. Yeah, very, very incredible, that mama mine. Yeah, it sounds like she almost has no sensitivity in her stomach area. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. it, Lorraine? Yeah, it, it, she, she fascinates me, and I, I only hope I can be as strong as her if I'm ever in that position. That's really an amazing story. And uh, your parents are now advocates for cannabis. Are some of their friends who they tell about their cannabis use, about your mom's cannabis use at least, are they somewhat interested or are they still skeptical? I think it's a mix of 50-50. Their friends have seen what's happened and even just my dad telling his story about sleep. Um, we are getting so many people on board, it's unbelievable. How do the doctors feel now about uh, your mom's use of cannabis, or do they even comment on it? They don't have a whole lot to say, no, really don't, which is very unfortunate. I wonder what they did with that tumor. As you said, it looked like a a large roast. Oh, my God. (laughs) Corey's get the shivers when I talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe it's sitting in a jar of formaldehyde somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just glad it's gone. How is your health, Lorraine? I am good. Yeah, I, I, I'm healthy. Yes, I, I don't have any health issues at all. I worry that um, I could, I could get cancer. I've always thought I could get cancer. My mom's parents passed away from cancer as well and i hope i don't get it but it's something that i do think about well you got to get that thought out of your mind you don't want to uh, you don't want to generate the fact that you have uh, that you you're going to get cancer you have to tell yourself you're you're cancer free yes definitely no. yeah yeah you don't you you will not be like your mom you'll be like your dad you might uh, when you get his age you might be a little tired so you'll uh, take one of those quarter gels and you'll be fine yes yes i agree anything you want to say in conclusion lorraine i really am so happy that we were able to help my mom in that way and i'm very passionate about spreading the word like you guys um cannabis really is helping so many people, and and I just want to keep sharing the the news. Well, you did a great job. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lorraine. And that's another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Just like to say that we're excited to announce that you can now listen to all Cannabis Health Radio podcast episodes on Stitcher. You can download the Stitcher app or go to stitcher.com. Just another way to listen to Cannabis Health Radio and other podcasts. Please share our episodes from there on various social media sites. And also, we would love it if you could give us a review there, too, because 
It's important that more people find out about the medical benefits of cannabis, and reviews won't show up until there are at least five of them. So once we get five reviews, they'll show up. And we'd like to thank you for supporting the show. And you can also listen to us on Apple iTunes and uh, go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And should just mention that we have been prohibited by Facebook for reasons unknown to us from posting links on our Facebook page. And that's why you haven't seen any links posted in the last week. We have been uh, barred by Facebook for doing that until July 22nd. And we'll see once July 22nd comes around, once we post a link to see if they bar us again. But uh, we've appealed it. The appeal was rejected, and actually no reason was given in the first place as to why we couldn't post links. I think they believed we were spamming, and all we were doing is just posting links to various informational and educational websites about the medical use of cannabis. And uh, they didn't even bother looking at our Facebook page to see what we're doing. They just rejected it outright. So we've been barred from posting links on Facebook until July 22nd, and that has had a dramatic impact on the number of people visiting our website. So if you can kindly share our episodes with others on various social media platforms, we would greatly appreciate it, because the more people who hear about the medical benefits of cannabis the greater understanding there will be that this plant is not the draconian drug that a lot of political leaders and others feel it is. It's a plant which helps people and helps their health and helps them improve their lives. So if you could do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.